Hello and welcome to Demo Jockeys. My name is Adam DiTomaso, and with me, as always, is Jack Cochran. Howdy, howdy. How are you doing, Jack? I'm doing all right. How are you, Adam? Oh, I've been better. Oh, <sighs> nothing bad. You know, every year we gotta get, everybody's got to get their physical, and I certainly am yeah. part of that group as we age and get <laughs> yeah. old. Yeah, look, <laughs> if you don't get your physical, get your physical, right? It, yeah. can, it can literally save your life, right? It can yep, literally can't save hurt. Your life. Yep. It, well, no, it does hurt. Um, <laughs> and it's not Look, the physical. It, get, okay, it, it's a minor hurt for what could be a big hurt. Oh, God, it wasn't a minor hurt. <laughs> um, so I, I had to get the, the, the whole, yeah, I get my blood drawn once a year, and I went to a new lab. Oh, no. And uh, it, it, the worst about it is I, I like food, and the whole 12-hour fasting, you got to fast for 12 hours. And I made the mistake of eating my dinner early one night. My wife was working and the next morning i had to go i'm like it was five o'clock i was like i'm hungry i'm gonna eat now and then around that nine o'clock when i couldn't sleep when i, I was, wasn't tired didn't want to go to bed i was hungry mm-hmm. no dessert no snack but i sucked it up and grumpily went to the lab and the woman the nurse when sit down in the chair i sit down in the little chair and they give like it's like a high chair yeah it's like it's like those desks <laughs> they feel yeah. like those desks you had in elementary school with like the attached table right but she comes at me, like with her hand shaking. Oh, All right, you no. ready? I'm like, no, you ready? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and, she, and I swear, she tied that thing so tight. I was like, I got my my arms turning purple, and uh, and and she did it like three times. Now I have pretty good veins. Like mm-hmm. I can I can see them, mm-hmm. according to my my, my wife, um, uh, who's a nurse, says very good veins, vascular. That's great, but. The funny thing is, is like she missed three times, and then I turn my hand over just like like I'm like you know I got this vein that I can push on on my top of my wrist. I said you can you can try that one, and she goes oh yeah that's a great one oh thanks, and she <laughs> then she stabs that one and the juices flow, but it's funny she looked at me and she goes well most people don't want that I'm thinking what is there like a medical reason oh no do you really want a band aid on your arm I'm like yes I'll take the freaking band aid. Over you digging a needle in my elbow. They, they, for they weren't going to give you it. Like people don't want a bandaid anymore. Oh, they like, just want to like bleed on their shirt. Like I, uh, that's weird, man. I happen to be wearing a flannel, so too like the shirt would cover the bandaid. But uh, yeah, that was my adventure in, in, oh with my, my doctor. Gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, I need to get mine scheduled. I, I had the unfortunate piece whereby I got a note from the place where I went to see my doctor that like this doctor is no longer working here. Oh. Well, that's great, but um, what do I do? I, I call them up like, what do I do? They're <laughs> like, do. well, we could set you up with another doctor. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of why I was going there in the first place. It wasn't to go on the water slide. Like, I was going there to see doctors. And they're like, well, we can get you in in April. Oh, oh great. No problem, that's, Jack. <laughs> sure. I mean, that I, I, I'll stay healthy between now and then, right? We're going to, we'll just ride it out. <laughs> I, I love my doctor because when she comes into the exam room, she she's never dressed like a doctor. She's more of dressed like she's yard sailing. And she comes walking in with a Dunkin' Donuts. So long Donuts. as it's sanitary. Like, it's oh, yeah. clean it yard totally sailing is. attire, okay? Yeah, yeah she okay. looks like she just either woke up or, or was going yard sailing. And she's got a big, giant, always Dunkin' Donuts, extra sweet, iced coffee. Like, okay. comes... Puts her iced coffee down. At least you know you're not getting a lecture about your <laughs> too much oh, no. coffee or too much sugar. <laughs> oh, I, I get I get all the lectures, but yeah, 
uh, I, I, half of them I'm going, you're a little hypocrite. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she even calls it out like, oh, I know I drink too much coffee too. But and she's got a real thick Rhode Island accent, okay, which okay. for for anyone not familiar with the Rhode Island area, imagine taking New York accent and Boston accent and combining them. Yeah, that's they the Rhode should Island never meet, accent. but that's what you get for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's interesting. Uh, well, anyways, um, so today we're con continuing the conversation. We got part two of what we started last week with just you and I chatting about the book. We're getting into more of like clicking every click in the demo that we talked about. I think we're going to continue yep. talking about preparing and all those things. Uh, so we'll, let's just hop into the rest of that conversation and we'll see you guys at the end of our talk about the book. All right. <laughs> but I got dragnet names have been changed to protect the innocent, right? Absolutely. <laughs> but it was a point in my career where I really learned that lesson. And I'm not going to say I learned it the hard way, but I witnessed someone learning it the okay. hard way. Okay, okay, okay. And it was, it, it, I was going into a meeting and it happened to be me and the sales guy. And it also happened to be the CEO pre slash president of the company. Oh, the, wow. This, yeah, this is the guy. It's a, it's a big guy. It's a big, big one. All right the big dude and um the cto so this is a big meeting this is important you know and i'm like really oh, good and i did all my checks let me tell you <laughs> my demo was working perfectly because i was testing it in the car because i got there an hour early oh, nice uh yeah i didn't i took no chances that day well sometimes people get long-winded and um the ceo got up and did his thing and the ceo we'd all agreed that the show was Adam's demo. Like, this is what they wanted to see. They really wanted to see the application. They had these three use cases, blah, blah, blah. It was really a great setup for me personally as a as an SC. I was really happy about it. And the CTO got up and was supposed to have 10 minutes, which turned into 15, which turned into 20, which turned at the 25-minute mark. The CEO, after I don't know how many, like, dirty looks and, like, mind-melding, finally got up and just said, yeah, wrap it up. We want to move on. <laughs> oh like, gosh aggressively like okay. i'm in charge sit the f down because adam's gotta go now because i'm looking at like i'm thinking like i'm seeing my window shrink you're doing that thing we all do like okay so if oh. i can't talk about that thing i should probably cut that out probably have to move this to another like you're you're figuring out all the ways if hey back to our first book if you've got your buckets you're probably you scratching go. buckets you're, you're moving buckets around you know totally <laughs> and I think, and I think the CEO saw me doing that because at one point I had opened up my my stripped and I was doing this with my arm. You, you folks who listen can't see my arm heroes. moving feverishly. Yeah, <laughs> flipping things around. He's like, mm, I wanted the original demo because that's the one he liked, mm -hmm. and we ended up squeezing it in and got through it. But it was just, it was interesting to see someone who just kind of get shut down a bit and then stammer with it. And it made their ending not as good, which made it uncomfortable for me to get up now because I had to turn around and get up in front of all these sea levels and hey, you're right, everybody in a good mood again now. <laughs> I mean, it, it can happen. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. What's weird is what's well, not what's weird. What's tough is that I think it's a lot easier to read the room like that and get a notice for that when you're in the room. Mm-hmm. But I, it all, every time I hear stories like that, I wonder, like, how often have we been in that scenario via Zoom where it's a lot harder to read the room? Yeah. And we've just over, we've overtaken all the time. 
we've gone too far. We've done too, like, oh man, it makes makes me nervous. <laughs> you know, that, that's the camera culture though, because you can still kind of tell. And I like how Zoom you can separate your cameras out, so I'll drag them over to another monitor so I can watch. Yeah, if you but, don't, if you use two screens, there is a dual screen mode. I highly recommend turning on because then you can at least have your presentation, and all the cameras can still be as big as you want on your other screen. Like it's fantastic. Yep. And you can tell when people start to turn off their cameras or their heads drop like this because they're reading their phone. Mm -hmm. Or um, as you and I have talked about with actually preparing for, if if you flipped, if someone flips to a different screen, the lighting on their face changes. And if the lighting yes. on their face is changing significantly in a way that's not related to what you're presenting, they're not paying attention. Nope. <laughs> like, they, they are not paying attention at that point. They are done. And, then, and that's the question that you need to ask. Like, you need to be saying, hey, it looks like people are not paying attention. It looks like people have checked out. And you need to be then checking back in uh, with them. Which actually brings me around to something that I had a huge takeaway from this book around uh, making sure you're, when you're actually doing the presentation itself, so you're, you're going and doing the actual performing of it, getting agreement up front so actually on page 122 he talks about this you want to get agreement up front for what's in scope and out of scope for your demonstration we talked about this a little bit in just f and demo episodes about getting that agreement to your agenda but i think it's reiterated here before you begin a demonstration you want to get agreement on the objectives you're trying to address the requirements they're trying to satisfy the issues they're trying to solve etc even if someone else has already done it before you start your demo get agreement that these are the things that you want to do the reason why it's important in context of people checking out is that if you see people checking out, you can say, all right, hey, I know, just wanted to real quick in, wrap us back to what we said we wanted to talk about. We wanted to address these things. Is this still meeting that criteria or would you like me to move on to something else? Because it's entirely possible they're satisfied with what you've already said. Yeah. In which case, you can move on to the next point. If it's not meeting it, I sure would rather know by asking so they can say, not quite what we wanted to see. All right. What did you want to Let's see? Let's close the script. Let's set aside our entire demo for the rest of the time. Why is that? What did you want to see? Right. But if you haven't got that agreement up front, if you haven't made sure to reiterate, here's what we're going after. When people start to check out, all you have is now panic motive. Do I do a dance? Do I sing a song? Like, do I tell a joke? <laughs> How do I get them reengaged? <laughs> I have no mechanism by which to pull them back in because they've not made an agreement about what they care about. Well, it, it's interesting you say that, too, because when you when you do that, and if they say you're not hitting the mark, we're kind of falling back to a degree of, well, are we showing them, Do we are we falling, setting ourselves up to show them something that we haven't practiced or know if it's going to work? Yeah, yeah. And that's that, I think, brings up a... A very important topic of balance. There are things that you do have to be, in my opinion, a little comfortable about jumping into. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, and I'm going to give an example of just segmentation because it's relatively common in any software. I mean, we segment audiences uh, from a marketing perspective or from whatever. But what I mean by that is you may say, okay, I've created this segment in my demo. It doesn't work, but well, you kind of got the idea right, but what we really wanted to see was this. Well, I may not have done those clicks, but I've used that capability, and I know it works. Mm -hmm. So I can modify, or I can at least begin the steps of saying edit. 
dragging over something new and saying, does this, and then as I do those one or two basic steps, it gives ad hoc and flexibility because one, it shows the application can do it. Three, you know, two, it shows you can do it. And three, it's, it's powerful. It's so, taking a concept, right, that of where you're going, not really ever knowing if someone can understand things in a complex manner, right, in the abstract and the hypothetical, or if there's someone that needs something spelled out. And right. that's, a, that's a fine dance that it's really tough to dance as an SC because if someone can understand demos and abstract concepts, they might not need it spelled out for them. You show them a capability and they can draw the connections between, okay, I see how this works. Okay. Not everybody can, though. Not everybody can, and you don't know that. It's it's not you can't even say, well, this is the VP of IT, therefore they definitely get complex. Maybe not. Maybe they maybe they like having things spelled out for them, right? You never know. You can't tell by role. And it's not until you ask that you're going to find out. Did they get it? Do they need to see more? Do I need to show exactly the same thing but change it from, uh, you know? company to person okay well, let's change the company to person it's exactly the yeah. same flow it's just not a company is now person right but you don't know that until you ask if they got it especially if they're starting right. to check out and put a time box on it mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is someone may not get it but they could be dragging the meeting down mm -hmm. and you know we've spent here a couple minutes we got some other stuff to cover why don't you person a and me schedule a follow-up call and we'll go into it deeper and now guess what you've done you've added a meeting you've showed personal attention these are positive things and it's also a qualification yeah. in the sense that if they do re-engage you it is important it is a problem they're trying to solve you've just proved both of those points and now they're giving you some trust you know unconsciously that you could actually solve this problem for them so all of that are wins as far as i'm concerned yeah and, yeah, and it starts with being attuned to what they're doing in tune and we you know which is i mean all of this stems off of having the right ae relationship right having the right. ability to be able to be tuned into your audience having that plan you know um reviewing your plan with your sales counterpart which is talked about in the prepare section right where you're getting ready for it having that plan ready to go it's so critical and i feel like it's a thing that even people who have read through and, and watched or read through the book watch things on it. I think that's the one that's a little bit understated, but I think it's so critical. It's so critical. Mm -hmm. one other, Absolutely. One of the pieces I wanted to hop over to in sort of the getting ready or the, the kind of, I don't know if it's in the prepare section. Let me actually look, see what section that's in here. So it actually, actually is in prepare. Chris talks a little bit about the so what test. Ah, yes. So this is actually the final thought of the prepare as you're getting ready to go practice things going back through and doing so what on everything you're planning to go through what he i'll put it in his all chris say in his words uh what is the so what task you ask review your demo script and consider each point you're going to make ask so what why would someone care about that and why should someone care about that this again is just thinking about it just from the terms of a demo script everything you're going to say not necessarily everything you're going to show but everything you're going to say mm -hmm. so what if you're sitting there and you you've got a block of a couple minutes explaining something and you go so what why should someone care about that and the answer is it's kind of a neat feature time to erase that get rid of it yeah tighten it up no one cares what you think is neat no no quit 
it all needs to tie back to the things that you know about them. And it, you need to make sure you're doing that with everything you're planning to show with every part of your script. If you can't answer, so what? Well, this is because they said that. And this ties into this use case, or this ties into this value thing that they talked about. Your so what answer, I think especially, needs to always tie back to what the customer cares about, not something I want to share them. Yeah. No, that's that's a that's a real important point because in my opinion, I I, I do add to that personally where I go into, well, what kind of revenue does this generate? How does this generate revenue? That's, to me, a big so what. And I actually, when I demonstrate software, particularly recently, what I try to work in is, and this is how you can make revenue with this. This is how yeah. XYZ can, can affect you. Whatever KPI you got, whether it's revenue, whether it's cost cutting, whether it's employee satisfaction, whether it's customer satisfaction, you know, if you can't tie back to your high level KPIs with what you're showing with that, so what? Why really are you showing it? Right. <laughs> That's the meaning of so what to me is. But there, yeah. There, but there is, I think, also a so what where sometimes it's they said they really wanted to see this, but you don't know why. You can't tie it back to revenue, like you said. You can't tie it back to a KPI. What you've got here is an undiscovered pain point. You need more yes. discovery. You need to figure out why they needed to see that. And a lot of times when I'm building out my scripts, I'll run across these points where I'm doing the so what test and I realize I didn't ask the right questions. They said this was important to them. And I didn't go, why? <laughs> yeah, why do you care? Why do you care about that? Why would you need that? What have you done before? All the things we know we need to ask. I didn't do that. And therefore, now when I'm building my script to do a demo for something, I'm left with just showing a feature where the so what is because they said they wanted it. But I don't know why. That's an opportunity for you as you get into that section to lead into the section with a little bit of a discovery. Hey, so last time we said there was something you wanted to see. I'm ready to show it to you. Before we do, do you mind if I ask you why this piece is important to you? There's no, you should be ready to do that. And the so what test is a great way for you to figure out where you've got holes in your discovery. Oh, agreed. And the thing is, if they're asking this, you know, I like to throw this out with a warning because in my opinion, what you're getting into is potentially calling someone's baby ugly. And I'll explain what I mean by that. I mean, some babies are ugly. Some babies are wicked ugly. <laughs> I mean, can I just... Right. Every now and then you get that picture. It's a total sidetrack. I love this phrase because I think about it every time. I have gotten the <laughs> pictures of people's babies sometimes, and I'm like, oh, it's a baby. But, man, I'm sure this baby's cute at some point or will be down the road, but oh. no, maybe not. <laughs> you know, it, it, is, it is funny. I heard a funny joke once from a woman uh, on, a, on a show. She just had a baby, and she was she was talking about her nurse. And this is real quick. I know wicked sidetrack, folks. My deal with it, my sister's a baby nurse, and we talk about babies in my family <laughs> all the time. It's just like my yeah. yeah, my sister is a specialist in babies and 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 birthing. Um, so we hear funny stories all the time. And the funny one I heard was is she'll walk in and say, you know, to a woman, you have a beautiful baby, or you know, you're a really beautiful baby. And she said, and one more time this woman said to her, Oh, you know, no, you say that to all the babies. And she looked in, she goes, no, no, I don't. 
<laughs> she goes, well, what do you say? And she goes, you have a baby. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. Yeah, they, they have the baby. They're yeah. fine. They, yeah, they, they, they judge. They're, they're judging. But anyway, you don't want to call someone's baby ugly. I agree. Right. Back to back to my point, yeah. because it could be you're replacing something that someone bought and they should not have. Or it could be a situation where the company got all behind this great idea from a sales guy in an SE that failed miserably or maybe failed more than once. Mm -hmm. So you could be opening up a negative can of worms with your line of questioning, and you want to be careful not to push too hard on that. And when you get into that situation where you're trying to, you know, well, what, why, why, you know, why, why do you want that? Well, blah, 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 blah. Feel the waters, in my opinion. And then there's no reason you can't ask that question on a one-on-one -on -one follow up. If you're getting the idea, folks. I love follow up because, <laughs> because any reason yeah. that I can cr create to have a second call with someone technical, well, it's just me and them without the salesperson. All I see is an opportunity to build trust. Yeah. Opportunities for follow-up are like gold. gold. Absolutely gold. Yeah. I mean, it's just nothing replaces when someone asks a question. I, I, I love the question someone asks that's a really good question, mm -hmm. but that would actually sidetrack me. I like that. I don't. I love it when someone asks a question that I know I shouldn't get into answering because it allows me to do this. Yep. Thank you for asking that. I definitely could. I feel like that's going to sidetrack us from what everyone else is wanting to see. Do you mind if we set up time to go through that one-on-one -on -one afterwards sometime? Normally like, oh, yeah, set up time. I'm free. Great. Guess what? Yeah. Now I've got another conversation with someone. And usually this is someone, I mean, as SCs, usually we're answering that when it's someone who we can tell has got some technical chops. And so, hey, you're connecting with someone who's got some technical chops. This is potentially a technical champion. Like it's don't miss those opportunities. No, absolutely not. Especially, and, especially if you think you can answer it right then, sometimes hedge on answering it later. Like, just find the opportunity to have those follow-ups. It's so amazing. Yep, because follow-ups will show engagement. It means they actually cared about what you said, and if they're committing to a follow-up, they got a job too. And, it, it, you know, I'll pick on SEs. Not that their job's harder, but in their mind, it is a heck of a lot harder than yours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, their time is valuable because these are not the sales folk team. This is the doing team. This is the team that's responsible for making sure the website's up, the data's transferred, all those great things. Yeah, absolutely. And something to keep in mind, too, is that we, we've talked about before on the show, like people buy, people buy from you. They don't buy mm -hmm. from your company. But also keep in mind, you are not selling to a company you're selling to people yep. and what the individual people care about sometimes doesn't align perfectly with the goals of the company. And that's important to remember as well. Like if the more you can get those one-on-one -on -one follow ups with people through the course of your conversation, the more you can find out what people actually care about, what makes them tick, what drives them, et cetera, more opportunity to sell to people and stop selling to the company. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that actually brings up, a point that I that I'd like to make on the book too. One of the things that I took away, and I laughed at this because this has always been a personal thing for me, is right on page one forty nine. Be yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right from the book, it said that audiences tend to remember the first and last thing a speaker says. 
I wonder if the same thing is true for any given chapter of a book. I toyed with the idea of making this principle first in the chapter, but as you can clearly see, I decided to end with it. And it's funny. Yeah, it is at the end of the chapter, but I do remember it. And it's something that, yeah, like I fell right into that psychological trap. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Chris. But um, <laughs> you got me. You got me a couple times in this book. And that'll be fun to talk to him about that. Yeah. But uh, like, where's the balance? Oh, there it is on the next page. Um Here's the thing about being yourself. You really want to let your own personality shine through. And you want to be personable. It's funny, like like you said, people remember the first thing and your last thing. That's why if you look at a lot of public speakers, one of the first things that they'll do is have some form of a limbic opening to support the idea of execution and support the idea that that they want your attention and you're going to remember them. Mm -hmm. You're going to remember their message. Then as they go through towards the end, obviously there's always going to be a moment of aha or a summary to reinforce the ideas that they had just said. And that's a great way to close on because you want them to understand what you mean. And, and, you know, hey, in summary, what we saw here today, folks, is X, Y, and Z. If you're going to remember anything, you're going to remember those last three points that through this demonstration we're able to solve problem A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. End it. And just kind of at that point, you're ending on an agreement. You're doing something with a limbic opening that I love to get their attention, but you're also ending it with with these salient points that if you're going to walk out of here knowing three things, you're going to know these three things, and this is what you should remember. Yeah. Anything you do in the middle, like setting traps, we can talk about that another time, what that means. Uh, just giving good demonstration is all going to be them just warming up to you. Again, that opening and ending is so critical. Yeah. But to the point of being yourself, you'll never, no one will ever, it's it's funny, and I, I've seen this happen in companies, uh, to me, where I've been the center of it, where I've been the the person to emulate it. It's like, just do the, just do the Jack demo. <laughs> or just do the Adam demo. Oh, yeah, I've heard that a or lot. Or just yeah. do the Billy demo or the Sarah demo or the, or the, Tanya demo, whatever. Um, that is death to you if you hear that. Yeah. Because that kills your personality. And now you're trying to emulate someone else's personality and flow. And I don't think anyone can do mine. I know I can't do Jack's. But I, in a demo off, I think he and I would be pretty damn close. But there'd be so different approaches. You yeah. know, it's it's kind of like this. If you look at Eddie Van Halen and Stevie Ray Vaughan, those two would play the same exact instrument, and they're both lead guitar players. But let me tell you, they do it way different. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my response to the "Can you please do the Adam demo?" is I can't. I'm not Adam. I can do the Jack demo. Right. Um, what? And it's a good ask a question. What is it from that demo that you liked? Because I'm going to put it into my style. It's going to be me. Because me trying to emulate someone else is not going to work. It's not going to nope. come off the right way. We've all tried it. If we've, ask any SC when they tried to emulate someone else's demo like and not adapt it to their style first. You feel so uncomfortable. That comes across. All people remember is how uncomfortable the speaker seemed. And if, is the software that uncomfortable? <laughs> like it's yeah. not going to end well. It's not going to end No, well. it's not. And it, it's happened to me where I've been told to emulate someone and I've had people turn around and say, emulate me. And I've had those people on my SC team come up to me and say, I'm going to do your demo now. <laughs> like they're disappointed. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Hey, no, dude. Make it your own, you know? Make yeah. it your own. Cool. Yep, exactly. Make it your own and make it use your own personality. Smile, friendly, and they'll come through. Yeah. Sure. 
Well, hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Adam, it was a pleasure to talk to you as always. Before we get into what's coming up next, Adam, what do you got for us today in the Demo Zone? The, the Demo, demo Zone! zone. <laughs> I love new equipment. Um, what we're talking about in the Demo Zone today, <laughs> just to make it fun, is, is really just kind of a, a, an idea. And the idea is simple. Learn to be tactical. And what do I mean by that? Tactical is the ability to, and I know in, in our episode we talked about you know, surprises and click every click and know your script and all of that is e extremely important and true, but you need to learn to be somewhat tactical with your application and with the story that you're telling. And in the episode we actually did cover at one point where we talked about a certain scenario where you may have to modify something like a segment or modify something. That's what we mean by being tactical. The ability to go in and do certain changes to something that's already done. It still doesn't disqualify the click every click. You're still clicking every click and you still should be able to do that. And in your demo script or in your demo flow or your personal demo notes, you can have variations of one thing that you may never use, but they're there. And what we call that is being tactical and being able to switch into a different scenario on the fly. So being tactical, it's a bit of a military term, but it is tactical in the sense that you're in a situation where you need to be able to respond with a different answer than the one you may have scripted. And being able to do that effectively in context, in time, in a presentation is an extremely valuable tool. Yep, love that. It's learning when and, and what you you can do and should do and how much is is, is enough. That's that, that, that takes some practice, too. So practice being yep. tactical as well. Absolutely love it. Well, that's going to wrap up, I think, the content for this week. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation next week with Chris White is actually going to join us. I'm excited about this, Adam. He's I am, gonna, too. He's going to be here. Uh, talking through kind of his best pieces about the book, kind of talked a little bit about what's changed since the book came out, even though it's a relatively newer book, all those things. So make sure you're followed, subscribed. You can check us out on YouTube for the video. You can check Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, Demojockeys.com also has all this information. There will be some more things coming starting next week. A little bit of a teaser for you. We're going to be working on a little bit more of a, the community where you can actually engage in the conversation. We'll be coming, so make sure you tune into that next week as well. And if you want to get ahead, again, this is the book we're doing next. We're doing Doing Discovery by Peter Cohen, the author of Great Demo, the book he released last year. That's going to be our book for February. Link to it in the description. You can get yourself a copy and start reading through it. So that's that's pretty much it. Anything anything I missed, Adam? Anything I'm, I'm forgetting I, about? I think you hit it all, Jack. I think we're good. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, everyone, for being here. Adam, thanks for the conversation. We'll see you guys next week. See you all later. Bye.